0: Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzhak Shifman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Hamishi and Parshish Chayisara con- continues the conversation, really, the event, where Eliezer was talking to Rivka's family, negotiating for her to be the wife that Yitzhak would have, and she should travel with him and his people. So the Pesukim had just finished off just before Chamishi. after Eliezer had told over the entire miraculous events of the day to Rivka's family, they essentially agreed that we can't say anything, and it should be that uh, she should be the wife for Yitzchak. So Chamishi picks up, is that when Eliezer sees that things are going in the right direction, he took out uh, silver and gold ornaments and clothing, and he gave them to Rivka, as well as fruits from Eretz Yisroel to her brother and her mother. And Rashi highlights over here that, uh, actually just momentarily, but he highlights that Pesuel her father, wanted to protest and not allow her to go, so Amalekh came and killed him. And that's why from now we're going to be mentioning her brother and mother, which is Lavan and her mother, and not mentioning her father. So the Psukim say that they ate and drank, and they slept overnight, and then they got up in the morning, and Eliezer I said, I want, to go, I want to go, so send me with Rifka. The Lavan and Rifka's mother say, perhaps she should stay with us for a year or for 10 months to prepare herself, the certain time period, which it would be appropriate for her to prepare herself for the wedding. So Eliezer said, I don't want to stay here. I don't want to wait all this time. And therefore, they said, let's call the girl, let's call Rifka, and we'll ask her. And as she says, actually, we deduce from here, you can't force a woman into marriage. You only can marry a woman with, with asking her intention, without asking her. Permission, you can't force her, even as we know, Rivka here was a katana, essentially. Um, and the Silkim continue that uh, Rivka says, I have no interest in staying here, even if you won't allow me to, I'm going to go with them. And so the procession travels from this land, from Haran to Eretz Kenan, to meet up with Yitzchak. And uh, upon leave, uh, before leaving, they actually give a bracha that the brachas that were heaped upon Avram should descend through Yitzchak, but also specifically through Rivka and not from a different wife in terms of the bounty of children that she would have and success in future generations. So it can continue that they traveled and they met up with Yitzchak. And Rashi highlights that there were two things going on over here that actually, firstly, Yitzchak was going to bring Hagar back to Avram. Seems to be after Sarah passed away, Yitzchak felt it would be appropriate for Avraham to remarry Hagar. So he was traveling to bring hunger back. And secondly, Yitzchak, as the Psukim imply, Lifnos Erev. Lasuach Pasad, Lifnos Erev, he was praying towards the evening. This is actually the source that Yitzchak established, the Tfilah of Mincha. So Yitzchak lifts his eyes and he sees this whole procession coming with the camels with Rivka on it. Rivka lifts her eyes and uh, she saw Yitzchak, so she lowers herself from the camels, and the Psukim say that. Um, as Rashi implies, Yitzchak is, she was, this meaning she was uh, intimidated or she was overwhelmed in front of Yitzchak, Psukim so seemed to imply. And the Elia essentially finishes where Yitzchak, Eliezer and Yitzchak talk. Eliezer tells all the miracles that happened that day and how wonderful everything worked out. And then the Pesukim say, Yitzchak, this is a literal chat. the Pesuk says, Yitzchak brought her, Rivka, to the tent of Sarah, his mother. He took Rivka as his wife. He loved her, and he was comforted after his mother. So Rashi points out two important points here. First off, Rashi says, it doesn't mean he took her to his, te- to his mother's tent. Rather, what it means is, he took her to, his, to a tent, meaning to the tent that they would live in, and the miracles that had occurred in the days of Sarah that had left since Sarah's passing, which Rashi highlights three miracles, that there was always a candle lit from Erev Shabbos to Erev there was always blessing in the bread, in the dough, and there was a cloud over the tent. It returned in the merit of Rivka after it had left when Sarah had passed away. And the second point Rashi says is, is, that we see from here a certain human nature, which is as long as a person's mother is alive, a person, a, ma- a person has the tendency to be connected with her. When she passes away, he's comforted by his wife. Also, a very interesting point, and in how it's brought specifically in this storyline. We're stopping here at Shishi. As Hashem, we'll pick up with Shishi tomorrow with the marriage of Avraham and Ketura. Everybody, have a wonderful day.